0: $3,000 in karma allowed for the covert operation. Maybe you have read the other blogs about my journey, and maybe you have not. This story picks up at the end of the $3,000 in karma blog. For those that haven't, let me give you the Reader's Digest version. I don't have a good relationship with my biological mother. My younger sister passed away in 2003, which prompted me to connect with the abusive, dysfunctional people from my past in order to attend her funeral and to meet my little nieces, whom were three years old and 18 months old at the time. I wanted to help raise my nieces, so they moved to Austin, Texas, where I was living in 2004. It didn't go well, and my biological mother lied and said she was going on vacation when she was secretly moving to Oregon about a year and a half later. She then proceeded to cut me out of my niece's lives. She changed the phone number, leaving me no way to contact the little girls that had become such a big part of my heart. When I found out they moved, I made plans to visit. Those plans were met with resistance. I was told I had to do certain things I wasn't willing to do. My biological mother doesn't get to treat me however she wants and then dictate my response to it. This is when she told me not to come. Shortly after that, she changed the phone number. I realized that if I was ever going to see them again, I would need my visit to be a surprise. I didn't take the trip I originally planned since she had all the details and could have easily left town. This would result in me wasting $3,000. Covert operation equals get nieces back began to form. I bribed my boyfriend at the time to come with me with some fun plans in Portland before traveling to Salem to sit in front of their house. I decided going around Christmas time would increase the chances of me being able to find them at home. In 2006, I got plane tickets for Portland, a rental car to drive to Salem, hotel rooms and massage appointments. I went to the local toy store and purchased Christmas presents for the girls. We stayed two days in Portland before heading off for the drama. Portland was awesome. The size of the city reminded me of the Austin, Texas I moved to the summer of 1996. The nature scene reminded me of growing up in Colorado Springs. Portland has delicious food, cool bridges, and nice people. It was becoming clear that I liked it so much that I wanted to live there. I never thought I would see the day I wanted to move from Austin because I loved living there. It's the place I have lived the longest yet, 15 years. Portland was pretty awesome, though, and I seriously started to think about moving. I would need to finish college first. After two days in Portland, we drove to Salem, checked into the hotel, and went to sit in front of my niece's house. It was completely nerve-wracking. The anxiety built every passing moment. At some point, my boyfriend mentioned he was hungry, and I didn't want to leave because Murphy's Law says the moment I leave is the moment they come home, and I didn't want to miss them. He ended up convincing me to get some fast food for him. We weren't gone long. When we returned, the lights in the house were on. I knew it. I missed my moment. I was pissed at my boyfriend and pissed at myself for agreeing to leave. Now we have to go to the door. This gives my biological mother more of an advantage. We crept up to the door and couldn't really see through the oval circle made of frosted glass that was in the middle of the wood door. I could hear them though. I tried to wait until I heard the girls' voices closer towards the front of the house. However, it was proving impossible. I knocked on the door and she told the girls to go to their rooms because she thought I was going to be someone else that was showing up with something for them for Christmas. When she answered the door, it took her a minute to register what was happening. I saw her face change when it clicked. I shoved my foot in the door so she couldn't close it on me, and I started yelling my niece's names. I didn't overcome the year of sadness and come all this way not to be successful. She let me in. At first, it was very awkward. It took an hour or so for the girls to remember who I was. There weren't any pictures of me around, and I'm 100% sure she didn't talk about me or say nice things about me or remind them of the good times we had and how much I loved them. She asked if I was there to take them away. My answer was, I'm not you. I had a hotel down the street, and I wanted the girls to come and stay with me. I'm surprised she agreed. I got to spend all the days I was there with them. We went out to eat and had a couple sleepover nights. I couldn't have been more happy. I got them back. After a week, it was time to return home to Austin. I invited each of my nieces to come for one week during the summer. The littlest one was too scared to fly, so the older one asked if she could have her sister's week and come for two. Of course. It almost didn't happen because she was very scared to get on the plane. Thankfully, a nice couple saw this little girl crying and offered to accompany her during the flight. Words could not express the disappointment I felt at the thought of her not being able to board the plane. I'm so proud of her for conquering her fear and making it all the way to Texas. We had a blast. Lots of swimming. Reuniting with old friends. She lost a two. She celebrated her eighth birthday while we were there. We went to Schlitterbahn with friends. Our relationship was back on track. I love her more than I love anyone in the world. I spent the next two years flying to Portland for visits. As my nieces got older, I knew that they needed me to be closer. I wanted to be a bigger part in their lives. I was putting myself through college part-time, which would take 10 years to complete. I graduated the summer of 2010, and by the end of December, I moved to Dallas, Oregon, where they lived.